This podcast contains adults using adult language. You have been warned. That's when I said, that's a nice ski mask. Oh, wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to Stop. Team Xenogog. Are we so doing NPR happy. voices again? <laughs> Thank you very much for tuning into Eat, Drink, Roll, where we continue our Dungeons & Dragons adventure. Time. We are where? all going to talk in our NPR voices for the rest of this session. <laughs> yeah. Bring those mics in closer. Unfortunately. You folks can't speak in a proper NPR voice because I am the only one with an English accent. No, that would be the BBC voice. <laughs> Actually, our not, the BBC also has national public radio. Also, our local head of like host here in Florida is English. <laughs> I was talking about us five, dum dum. Fine. Anywho, uh, for those of you who are tuning back in for the first time, however that works, um, first of all, teach us time travel. Second of all, um, we were dealing with the we were dealing with the uh, fallout from the Meanlock attack, um, where Drenmai had, um, well, she basically repurposed one of the arms into a shield. Um, Hugon uh, bathed himself. And then had some very, very nice whiskey. Quality and alcohol. Corbin and Thunuk had a very deep conversation regarding philosophy, religion. I hope that didn't bore anyone, by the way. No, not at all. Yeah, I no, so. I thought that was awesome. So, uh, moving along. Oh, and right when we had gone to break, uh, the uh, – uh, Iliarana had shown back up with some other uh, druids, and with them they had someone who appeared to be a member of the Watch, who seemed very uh, gravely injured. And I, I looked at Thunuk and said, "Shall we?" Okie dokie. Uh, go first, since he's actually the cleric. Out of curiosity. Mm-hmm. Um. How many other people in this area look like they're injured? Are there more? Uh, no, because the Meanlock attack was really, uh, really isolated. In that isolated. It was a very isolated attack. So you guys were able to take care of um, uh, the, the the wizards and of uh, Lenan Swift. So yeah, he, um, yeah, the, 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 you wouldn't have felt weird about not going around healing people because there really was nobody to heal. This was more of like a, hey, this thing happened. Mm -hmm. and it just really it unsettles people you know it's like when you have something awful happen in a neighborhood even though only one person it might have happened to just the one person the rest of the neighborhood can feel very very unsettled um so it's sort of it's that's sort of the the feeling of the okay of, of the town. um i will actually be uh, i probably really need to do for this for level uh for with the first level slot but i'll be using cure wounds okay uh, as a first little thing, um, do I roll it? I don't roll for tw for that like a twenty. That's just an attack. That's yeah, really cool. you, you just straight up. Yeah, you just do yeah. D. Okay. Now, if this uh, were like an undead that you were trying to heal, 
mm-hmm. it would you would need to touch it and attack it. But yeah, yeah, I walk over to him and um, uh, give him a, bene- a benediction of the uh, of spring and of the uh, specifically of the, uh, of the four specifically spring. Okay, health boop. And it is seven. Okay. So you, uh, now is this a case of where do you actually like touch him or is it more like you're like going to doing like the blessing? I actually have to touch him. Okay. Yeah. So you lay this enormous hand on him and. (laughs) (laughs) And he dies. Um, and you crush his head. Um, Clinic is now absolutely, you know, devastated and scarred for life. <laughs> the end. The owl's eyes, like no, no, no. <laughs> the, end. the end. The campaign, right? There. And I win D and D. Anyway, uh, <laughs> no. Uh, so you, you place this enormous hand on him, is like his head just basically disappears under the size of your hand, mm-hmm. and you say you say this small prayer, and um, this warmth comes out of your hand and and goes through him and. Um, he like, you can see it's like, there, there's always like this shudder whenever someone gets healed. Cause it's, it's, it's gotta be an odd feeling to go from being injured to being not injured relatively instantaneously as, you know, bones knit and, and skin, you know, regrows, regrows and, and, and organs stop bleeding. <laughs> Hemorrhage- was, was many pieces is now one again. Yes, exactly. Um, uh, and, and so, uh, but yeah, so it's, it's a very unsettling feeling, but you know, he kind of, you know, and he stands up and he's like looking around and he can see he's got, he got like this wild eyed look and he's just like, I'm like, I'm like, whoa, whoa, you're safe in Pinedale. You're safe in Pinedale. And, and you hadn't realized, but his hand had gone to where his sword should have been. There was, there is no sword there. But you could see he was like almost like as a reaction, like his hand was like grasping like down by his hip where yeah. to draw. But there, there's but there is no sword. Um, his uniform, his clothes are still in tatters, um, you know, because this is healing, not mending. <laughs> um, but but uh, he's he's in uh, bad shape, and one of the um, one of one of the um, druids, uh, a halfling. Um, who's got like this long pipe uh, says he says uh, we found him at the nail he'd been looks like he'd been there for a few days now for those who have looks of confusion on their faces the nail was the cabin second one that was the that was the third cabin that you did not visit because you had taken the low road instead of the high road okay yeah so had you taken the high road that would have been the cabin that you would have run into. Okay. Um, so this was just said that. Yeah. But that is, that is so Corbin remembers it perfectly fine. Yeah. Bob may not because Bob, it was weeks ago. It was months ago when we dealt with Bob it. Couldn't be bothered to open his notebook. <laughs> and that's fine too. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, uh, the halfling says, yeah, we found him at the nail. It looks like he had been there for a few days, you know, practically starving. This is a druid saying this. Yeah, he is dressed as a druid, um, but it is a, a male halfling. Uh, 
And uh, one of the um, other other elves, um, uh, a, a female, says, um, uh, "Well, one they all kind of nod to you, Thunuk, and an elvish kind of give like a, um, it's like almost like a a, um, a reflexive greeting of you know greetings, tree brother. You know every you know it seems to be like this is what the druids." You've you've met these you've met druids before and be, you know this is not an uncommon greeting to um, to Fearbold. Just what we needed, a druish princess. <laughs> Funny, <laughs> he doesn't look druish. <laughs> and the other druid spits out a thing out of his mouth and he goes, "It's her royal highness's matched luggage." Um, it's uh, and he's but the one um, an elf, a female, um, and has her her hair is actually. Uh, almost like it looks like dreadlocks almost kind of like tied back behind her head and she says um you know they're all looking a little uh not not injured but worse for wear like a little gaunt a little tired and she says um we've been trying to chase down that null pack for the last week we just can't seem to make any ground on them we had decided to stop really briefly at the at the nail and that's where that's where we found uh that that's where we had found Elaborn. Hmm. I'm trying to decide what Corbin would do right now. Because there's like three or four options in my head. And I don't know which one I should go with. Thonic is going to say something to the effect that we... How many are there? Because we were attacked when we were. I for, uh, uh, Yvonne forgets the name of the the cabin we stopped and at. Anvil. Was anvil. That was the anvil. Okay. Yeah. Um. And the, uh, the 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 elf says, "We're not. We're not sure that this is not like a pack we've ever seen before. They're." Um, and she's she's speaking to you. Did you say this to her in common, or did you say this to her in, in Elvish? The last language they spoke to me in would be the one that I would have spoken in, just okay. out reflexively. Okay, so this would be all in Elvish, and and, they, mm-hmm. and she says, uh, uh, "We've been um, we've been trying. This pack is not, like nothing I've ever seen before. I we can't get their numbers down. We've had null packs come through before, and they move." In a logical way, they maraud. They go through. They try to kill as much as they can, as fast as they can. This one's, this one's using hit and run tactics. They're moving in and out. We can't, and we can't seem to track them through the wood. They they are leaving no trace of where they've been or their numbers. Thunic's going to talk to the owl. Okay. How are you feeling, little buddy? All rested? And I'm trying to remember, the, 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 they can't actually answer you back, correct? Uh, well, it depends. If I'm using speak with animals, they can yeah. basically speak with me. But um, This is just your talk with plants and is, animals? Yeah, uh, uh, speech of leaf and beast or something like that. Okay. So and he did remind me. I'm sorry. You're keeping him like in a pocket, or is it like you had him like in a little Bjorn? Uh, basically, just for stuffed in my vest. Oh, okay. He's kind of, and he's and he he like, 
looks up at you and he's like, whoo! And he like kind of like, like rub, does that thing that you know, like when owls like want to get their head scratched, or they, you know, doing like that. Yep. And for those of you in the podcast, I was shaking my head vigorously, trying to mimic an owl getting his head scratched. <laughs> I was just waiting for you to try and figure that out. <laughs> oh, audio, right? Uh, <laughs> I need you to do me a favor. And he kind of like you can feel his feet like stamp a little bit. Uh, can you go and pass the word? We're looking for gnolls. They're like big, angry dogs on two feet. And he says, very... who? <laughs> you don't, you don't, you don't know, you don't know gnolls? Gnolls are mean. Who? Hmm. Gnolls? <laughs> Corbin attacks the DM. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Corbin punches the owl. <laughs> no, uh, the uh, the the owl. Um, you you get the impression the owl understands. Uh, so so you, you want him to look for the gnolls or tell the animals to look for the gnolls. Pass the word to the other owls that. Uh, of the forest that we're looking for gnolls and we want to find them. And um, so he, he, so he, he, uh, he like works his way out of your vest and um, like he could feel his claws kind of like, not like dig into you, but you know, he's, he's trying to like get a purchase, purchase. on your clothes. And mm-hmm. then he uh, launches himself off and silently flies off into the night. Okay. I'm wondering what if what speech of beast and leaf sound like if, is Thonuk just speaking normally or if, if or if, if he's speaking like gibberish as far as anyone else is concerned. Ow. But, I think it's gibberish. Yeah, probably. Well, I think you're just talking to because we heard you say to the boss how rude it was. That's true. That's true. So I've been nor- speaking normally, yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Okay. Because with the animals, it's more like they're understanding your intent. Mm-hmm. So you could, as long as you are making noise, you could be speaking probably just about any language. They don't need to speak the language that you're speaking. It's more like the intent behind what you're trying to say. They're able to understand that. How close to death did this god look when he showed up? Pretty close. Okay. He was in rough shape. He, now... Correct me if I'm wrong, but the nail was like two days' travel from Pinedale. The, the, the third cabin? Yeah, and the reason... No, that was only... Is because it, it was like a day less. Uh, no, it, it's actually... It is... Uh, it was the, so, so, when you're traveling from El Boulder to Pinedale... You've got the first two cabins, and then it's the idea that you might not be able to take – they're, depending on which road is taken. One way is faster but could potentially be more wrought, the shorter path. So the, the so upper – So how much longer does 
the upper path take? So you would be able to reach the nail by sundown if you left at the same time that you had left from the previous cabin. And then from there, it would only be a few hours uh, to Pinedale from there. It's just that, they, that the cabin is stationed there because travel at night in the Chandlewood is so um, dangerous that if you were to continue traveling through that high path, you would not reach Pinedale until well after midnight. And it's too dangerous to travel for most, for most folks. So it was only, it's, it's possible that Ilyarana could let leave moving at the speed she was moving and, and get them. And that, and they, and remind you, they didn't say that they found that they were at the nail. They could have already been making their way towards Pinedale when she found them. She so, No, but they found the human at the nail. Yes. Right. I'm not necessarily talking about Ileana herself. Okay. So I look at the other druids. Mm-hmm. So you have you have a female elf. That was the one with yeah. the dreads that you were talking to. You've got the, the male halfling yeah. who told you about uh, finding Elaborn. There's a uh, female um, half-elf with them and then there's uh, a male half orc which one looks like the lowest one on the totem pole like which Mm. one looks to be the the junior you really don't get a sense of rank with 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 them ah come on man every enclave has ranks yeah but not from this folk these folks seem to be you're not picking up on on anyone having rank in this particular group of four. Yeah, but is there anyone who seems to be afraid to speak up? Is there anyone that the others aren't looking at? Are there ones that do seem hesitant to interject in the conversation? Like no, not really. This this seems to be a, a group of peers. All right. Then I will turn to the half-elf. Mm-hmm. And in... Perfect elven, accent and all. Say, so you traveled here for six hours without healing the guard once. And she answers you in uh, perfect elvish. We did what we could. We've used up, we've, we've used up what we're able to use prior to us finding him. Huh. One tends to take injury when fighting gnolls. And you notice that their clothes are, there are tears in their clothing that, you know, it looks like they, they have been... Not you know, every method of healing is magical. He lives because of the herbs we've given him. So they probably stabilized him as best as they could with the materials that they had. I just I just find it strange that Druids that are out hunting gnolls do not take an overabundance of healing spells or potions with them. Just find that odd. I will then turn to Ileana 
and say, I have something you may wish to see. She says, okay. And um, there's some um, exchanged um, hand signals between the group. And um, I, I'm addressing as in you, as in all of the druids. Um, she says, "Well, we we need to make sure we need to get Elaborn. Um, uh, we need we need we need to get him inside, and then we can talk after that." Sonic, will you take care of that, please? Sure. Thank you. I picked the I, guy up. I literally <laughs> point at the Meanwhile Cave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I lead them into the Meanlock cave, and I show them that elven ruin that I found. Okay. And um, Ilarana and the uh, the other elf are uh, you know they're, they're looking at it and they're they're seeing the they they see the language on there and they say oh this is this is elven yes. Yes, it is. This is very, very old. Yes. And I thought it might be prudent to bring yourselves here to see this because I wasn't aware that this town was built on any elven ruins. And the, and uh, Ilirana says... I forgot, completely forgot his accent. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, uh... Or did he? Ooh, <laughs> um, and Ilirana says... The, the Chandlewood is very, very old. And there's ruins here that are... Have been... Forgotten. Even to the oldest of memories and oldest of of tomes and stories, Chandlewood existed before them. So it's entirely possible that the that Pinedale was built on top of a ruin. I mean, I without us seeing more, I don't know that we could identify what this was prior to to. to Whatever, whatever, whatever the ages have have taken to it. What usually would attract a mean lock hive? And uh, she says, generally speaking, if there's more than one of them together, no, but like it transports around, right? Like, yes, yeah, it's it's um. It could be that there's a weak spot in the veil between here and the Feylands, but she she says it, it could be any number of things that could. Because I'm wondering if there's not something in this ruin that might have attracted them. And she, uh, she, she's, you know, she's, she's laying her hand on the rock and you can see she's like deep in thought. And she says, maybe, but Jen, what I've found is that 
the mean locks are actually repelled by the works of the ancients. There's, there's, um, I don't know if it's a memory of their past life that just repels them, that they find repulsive, but... This was in the middle of a hive. They are repulsed by a damn thing. I'm not picking up anything. I, I, I'm not... Without us knowing what's what's inside it, I wouldn't be able to say if this attracted them or if there were other means that could potentially have brought them here. What I'm trying to say is we've got a whole gnoll pack acting unlike gnolls. We've got Meanlocks tunneling under our feet. We've got druids and mages trying to meet for um, some kind of negotiation with the centaurs. Like, there's a whole lot of weird going on in this town right now. And it all seems to have started in the last, like, two, three days. So either these things are all connected or this is an incredible set of coincidence. She says, I don't have any other answers. Also, I was wondering, these gnolls, now that we're away from everybody else up top, what tactics have they been using? And the, uh, the half-orc says, it's been hit and run. Sabotage, guerrilla tactics, that kind of thing. They show up, they attack a settlement, they'll attack, you know, they attack and then they disappear into the forest. They So they actually attack? Yes. They don't do guerrilla tactics? Hit and run. It's in and out. They hit, they kill what they can, and then they disappear into the forest. And we try tracking them. That goes there. There goes that theory, man. Because last I heard, you'd all been framed for a incident in Elbalder. Yelirana says, "Yeah, I, I, I've brought them up to speed. I told them about what you told me, and and they all say the same thing, and they're nodding along and saying, like, yeah, we that was not the Emerald Enclave that." I was wondering if it was the gnolls trying to put you guys in a bad light. But I ordinarily I would say that that's not what a gnoll would do, but given the way that acting like normal gnolls. Given the way that yeah, given that they're not behaving the way that they usually do, I would have to say that I can't say that that's not a possibility. Well, I've made you aware of this, and he just indicates the ground at this point. And uh, he's like, I will leave it to your discretion to decide what you would like to do with it. But at this point, um, I would like to keep 
be kept abreast of what was in it. You'll be glad to know we got the two representatives of Rex Uptilia out before they were mutated into Meanlocks. Which means that your negotiations can continue. Because that's that's good to hear. I'm glad they were not harmed. Well, they were harmed. Permanently. And uh, with that, I will bid you a good evening. And he'll limp upstairs. And Thunic, did you just take the? Uh, what was your? So you picked you picked up the the watch, the, the the guy from the watch, and uh, having no idea where to actually take him, uh, Thunic just sort of assumes he's supposed to take him back to the inn. Um, <laughs> he's tossed him over his shoulder, and the first thing out of his mouth is, "You see the thing about." forests is they're made of trees it's a tricky thing about trees tricky buggers these trees <laughs> sometimes they agree with you sometimes they don't blah 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 i'm just sort of and walking back really mean we seem to have a lot of issues with the local foliage <laughs> <laughs> the, the local fauna is just the local flora is just out of control pain in the ass <laughs> I love how every time Thunic meets someone new, it's time to give them a, a lecture <laughs> about what he knows, a treatise on trees, <laughs> on trees potatoes. He's, he's got opinions. It was amazing. He's got serious opinions about things that just really nobody think about. The, the potato scouts will be strong. <laughs> Strength. Um, Everybody say the spud oath. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All I can think of when it's for the spuddos is some is go something like because <laughs> you have to say it in potato. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or that or you've got to completely potato it. <laughs> so he uh so you bring him back. He's First he's rule about potato club. He uh so he's pretty much passed out as like as he you bring him back to the inn and you set him down in a chair and he's out. He can, he's exhausted. Um, As I set him down in the chair, I'm like, and that's why you should never, ever trust Holly Berry. Because they lie. <laughs> They're filthy liar, liar heads. <laughs> we gotta get a handle on this, Flora. I love every second of this. <laughs> so, and then are you going to retire for the evening? Um. He's uh, Thunuk's actually gonna grab a a bite to eat and then retire. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so you're able to get um, some of the remaining. Uh, you, it seems like Sahara has kept um, a pot of stew on. There's more people that are coming in like later than usual, so she's been, you know, offering up like this. Um, you know, so it's, it's still the glowing green. Um... <laughs> stones <laughs> granite rings well, there's, yeah there's still some granite rings floating around um you can see literally yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, but uh but she's she's uh she has a uh, she's kept a pot of stew on the fire on the hearth a little bit longer than she usually would people are coming in um there's people that are coming in from the mines that are you know hearing the story for the first time 
you know, the, 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 you know, there's a night shift that works there and this is the first they're hearing of some of the things. So she's been, um, keeping like this really nice, um, um, uh, beef and root stew, mm-hmm. um, uh, on the fire. Um, that seems just to get better the more that it sits there. It's one of those ones that the longer it stays there, it starts getting that crust on the top that actually is like making it a little bit better. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I know that one. Yeah. It's, it's like almost getting to be like stew paella at this point. <laughs> You're making me hungry. Cause it's like whatever they have, like it's like, it's, it's one of those things where it's, they just throw whatever there is in there, but it just seems to work the way that, you know, with mm-hmm. the different local seasonings and everything. And you can see, she's got like some dried herbs that seem to, that you, you recall seeing something growing locally mm-hmm. um, that are like specific varietals of, of like, there's sage everywhere, but this is like probably like the Chandawood like varietal of sage. Mm-hmm. So it's got its own different, you know, um, properties, Holy both for healing and eating. <laughs> no, no, that that would be the mushrooms, but only specific ones. Okay. And if you mix them with a specific holly leaf, dude, that's a <laughs> that that's a Gonzo weekend right there. The highest choice. <laughs> It is. It be- the the low and the high just totally balance each other out. Yeah. So it's so it's like you have like the attention span, but with the mellow, right? But like without the paranoia. Two guys come through town on, on wagons. The other one says, "The other one, we can't stop here. This is bad this country." Is <laughs> <laughs> Looks at you and he goes, "Don't mind my friend. He's just admiring the shape of your skull." <laughs> um. So he uh. Yeah, so you grab yourself. Now, do you get like a thunic sized bowl, or are you kind of like, do you have like your bowl, or are you getting like the normal, like? Oh yeah, no, a, a thunic sized bowl, and and he understands this is this is an uncouth thing to ask because it's a it's a place where they serve food, but so under his breath he asks, uh, if the if the mouse traps are occupied. And uh, and she she says, um, I've been. Uh, when I find them, I've been putting them uh, around back for you because I know that you want them for the owls. Thank you. So she's actually, you know, putting them, and she's and she says she's putting them into a box that way the cats won't get to them. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, it's just you know, it's an old country buffet for cats if you don't if you just leave oh, them geez. out, right? It's a golden corral practically. Oh, you know, everything you could ever want, oh. just right there. But cat <laughs> and alley. Not not quite Cracker Barrel, but <laughs> hey, Cracker Barrel is good. Cracker Barrel is awesome. Um, that's like what the stew is here. This is like Cracker Barrel stew, right? So um, now, do you just like dip in, or do you actually ladle it? Because I'm imagining like like almost like a normal like popcorn size bowl for like me. This is like mm-hmm. the funnic bowl, right? Probably, <laughs> yeah. Like a big mixing bowl type thing. Yeah, yeah. And for <clears throat> you, this is like for you, this is like a small portion. Uh, he. Well, you know, actually, I think he would probably take what would look like a big bowl for anyone else, but it's really just like a, a cup, like mm-hmm. like a mug that he would drink uh, coffee oh, out of or okay. something. And he dips that in there. He makes makes a couple of trips just to make sure everyone can get a little bit. Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah. nice. I really want to see Thunic doing like a, a sausage eating contest. Because they wouldn't <laughs> have hot dogs, but they would have like a he would have like a chorizo. No, yeah. no, no. I see the look on your face. No. <laughs> <laughs> Freezing! <laughs> 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 uh, 
<laughs> um, all right, so then you, you retire to your quarters. Hugon, you've retired to your quarters. Uh, Corbin, when you walked away, is that what you did? You're kind of like doing your th- like wrapped up for the evening? Or is there more that you were intending to accomplish? I wanted to go and just head to the Swift household and check on everybody very quickly before, t- before heading back to the inn. Um, when you get to their house, um, the, the, the lights are out, all out. Um, that's never stopped me before. So are you, are <laughs> you, time for some beanie. are you, are you breaking into this house? <laughs> the doors are locked. That's never stopped me. I'm going to climb on the roof and look through the windows. Okay. Um, I'm Batman, remember? <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't actually need to climb on the roof. You can see through one of the front windows of their home. Um, that they're all um, underneath like a single blanket, like downstairs, like they decided to stay down together in one room okay. uh, this evening. Um, so and, and they, they seem sleeping as peaceful as possible, but they're all kind of, it's kind of one of those things where like um, Linan and Artur are like sleeping there and the kids are like right in between them. Like yeah. maybe they might just be getting to the point where they're a hair too big to be doing it, but, that doesn't seem to be stopping on. And the family cat is like curled up, like, like on Linan's chest, you know, it just looks like this kind of like alley cat, almost looking thing that they, you know, but it's like, yeah. it's curled up and it's got its Wandered face. Like, one day and they're like, I oh, will keep this. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's curled up like right on its, like, and it's got, it's the cat's face is like right there on Linan's neck. Yeah. You know? So. All right, and then then I'll turn in for the night. Okay, and Drenmai, how long would you spend working on your shield? Or do you she think there's this... no comp like thing of time? So, but this is a fairly simple project. So, I mean, probably just a few hours. So, obviously, legit you have... is working on the shield. Yeah, so you have like the function, <laughs> which is just you know that's making the shield work as a shield. And you've probably already done mm-hmm. your testing for hardness and all that. That was part of your whole. Yep. Then the fit and finish, right? This is yep. your attack, attaching that. Is there anything that Dren would be doing to the, so you're obviously making sure that the straps are perfectly aligned, you know, that you're probably like really a stickler to make sure there's oh, a good, I, we, we I want good arm feel. I just got done adding like some, some nice padding to the shoulder bits mm-hmm. for the carrying. It's nice and comfy now. So, and it's got a good arm feel. Um, is this a case now would Dren do any kind of like treatment to the outside, to the actual protective side of this? Uh, not until I've figured out anything. I got to do some more research on mean lock anatomy. (laughs) If it needs any reinforcement. Fortunately, there are test subjects available. Exactly. And they're dead. So it's not immoral or inhumane. It is gross. In case I mess this one up. (laughs) Um, and then I guess at some point though, you just turn in for the evening. Yeah. After I get this all fitted, how I want to, like I've got got a future plan. Yeah. I've got, I've got future plans for this just in case. Cause you know, it's got that like little serrated edge that's on the things. I'm trying Mm. to figure out how to turn it into a weapon Mm. claw. So I'm trying to figure out some kind of spinning mechanism, but I haven't gotten there yet. A spinning mechanism. You you know, (laughs) 
I, I've got a, I've got plans for it. It wants to make a blade like out of crawl. <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> God. So at, after I get that bit, I'll I'll I, I'm sure Frozzy's passed out. I'll just pick him up, plop him into a towel, and take him upstairs. Mm-hmm. And you can see he's his uh, body language says that he might have forgiven you a little bit. I hope so. You know, he playfully like nips at your fingers a little bit. Um, uh-huh. All right, so everyone turns in for the evening. Um, this would be, you know, a long rest because Yay! why? Why not said- a long? Why not a long rest? <laughs> why not a long rest? <laughs> why not a long? rest? I think we've earned it. You have earned it. Yes. I will heal my no hit points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh. So we know Corbin. You're usually the first one up. You're usually up right at sunrise doing your whole morning workout. You know, yep. things. Um, what's everyone else's morning routine? Rosie's my alarm clock, so whenever I have to wake up, that's when I do. Okay. Would you have, like, wooden stuff in your back of your shop? Oh, yeah. I got everything in here. To, you, you wake up to the sounds of wood being chopped. Okay. <laughs> uh, Hugon will probably wake up not too far after dawn, mm-hmm. have his uh, breakfast, and then... Probably clean his armor. So what is a Hugon breakfast? Yes. Think of a... (laughs) Imagine if you will. Imagine Imagine, if you will... Imagine a a dark breakfast. Like six different plates of stuff. A black pudding. And not the monster, the black pudding. (laughs) (laughs) But like, like just... It fills a table. Okay. (laughs) So you do like the lumberjack breakfast. Oh, yeah. And so, like, he'll have that. He'll clean his place. He'll, <laughs> he'll clean his armor and his weapons. Like, probably sharpen the halberd a little bit and mm-hmm. get the nicks and dings out of it. Okay. And then he dresses in full kit, and he heads straight for uh, the main government building. Okay. Thunuk, what's your morning routine? Uh, since we sleep upstairs, he goes to the roof first, checks on his patients. So when you get up on the roof, and is he? I guess Thunuk would also be a very early riser. Yes. Okay. So when you get up on the roof, um, you find Lenan is up there, and she's um, like, I'm guessing you probably have some birds like in their little cages as their, you know, for their treatment. They're like they're. Well, they're not so much cages uh, because there's no like. Nothing more, to close them up. Yeah, but it's yeah. more like a little a little cove. Alcove, yeah. Yeah, and you can see she's like in there, and she's like absently, absent-mindedly, like um, petting one of the um, one of the pigeons that you have in there, one of the doves, mm. and she like jumps a little when you when when you come up. Like she notices you come up because Thuna is not a. Not a, not, not, not a we found out he's not a stealthy <laughs> individual. So, um, he uh, she turns and she she just looks at you and she and she goes back to the um, uh, she she goes she she goes back to petting like um you know she's doing like kind of like underneath the beak you know and and the and the dove is cooing softly and she says, "It's quiet up here. I hope you don't mind." Too quiet. Boom. 
No, it's okay. They're as long as the patients aren't bothered. And um, the pigeon gives you a look like, no, she's giving me pets. She scratched me right there, right where I can't get. <laughs> I'm right imagining you, Scott, you should be careful. That one has a skin condition. <laughs> it's got uh. eczema. <laughs> pigeon eczema. <laughs> mites. It has mites. Um, but And she just goes back to kind of um, just, to, just to, you know, with the birds and just kind of like seems like she's just enjoying the silence mm-hmm. of it. Um, for any of the birds, if they're not well enough to like fly and get their own food, mm-hmm. so it puts out a little bit of food for them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's sort of his thing. Okay. Um, and, uh, Stops at his little altar to the fore mm-hmm. up there. Makes his, uh, does a quick morning prayer like he normally does, and then uh, asks Lenan, uh, "Is everything okay? You seem seems like you know people don't normally want quiet if unless something's bothering them." And she um, she doesn't respond right away, and. Oh, she's a body snatcher killer. She, uh... No! (laughs) (laughs) And and she says, uh... I don't know. I just know that it's quiet right here, and right now, I just feel like I need quiet. She says, I'll leave if you want me to. I just didn't know where else to go. And this just seems like a quiet place to sit and think. That's okay to sit and think. Um, go ahead. And she's just, she just nods and says, thank you. Drenmai has her hand up. Yes, Drenmai. Well, I was waiting for the scene to be done. Oh. If you're done with it. I wanted to know if there's any, like, hills or anything around my shop. I don't know the layout behind me or so around me. So, Pinedale's pretty, um, a, is a pretty level area. Um, but it is, like, between two, uh, ridges in the mountain, um, like the ridges almost make like a like a like a V or like a cup like that shape, and okay, and it's so and this at one point and it hasn't been for some time, but at one point this was it looks like it might have been the part of like a floodplain, so this area is pretty level, but then obviously there's steep embankments going up into the mines, and you can get up into the into the fire steep mountains and okay, and, so and, I just yeah. head toward I I want to head towards like the edge of the town then where there might be like a slight incline somewhere. okay. Yeah, there would be an incline. Um, like, how steep of an incline are you looking for? Just nothing big, you know. Just like, like that. Okay. Super big. That would be like down towards the river. Okay. Yeah, and then I'll head. I'm gonna head down that way. Okay. You continue to hear chopping from behind your 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 shop. 
Yeah, you'll you'll just see me kind of wander out. I've grabbed like the new little shield kind of thing, and Razi's probably you'll flying probably behind see, me. You'll probably see like, effectively, if you're going for like a slope near your place near the river, you will find like his cloak, like his his coat and his what he usually wears on the top, just like laid on the by the riverbank, as if he's okay. And then. If you look over, he's just stood behind your thing, just chopping wood with an axe. <laughs> okay. Like scars everywhere. <laughs> like I just be like confused because I look over. I've got like this giant stack of wood, but eh, not gonna complain. Talk Always can use more wood. It's endurance. Always training. can use more wood. <laughs> Good endurance training. It's like just like hitting a tire with a, a sledgehammer. Uh huh. But useful. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna go wander up there. Okay. <laughs> I'm curious as to why Dreadmine needs to find an incline. Get a okay. slide on the shield, duh. Yeah. I'm literally going to strap it on and my and you're gonna just see Dread kind of pop on the thing and be like, look around. We're good. I just hop on her back and go down. This is we're <laughs> testing off the shield. Okay. So so give me this little dog go, no hang on give me a tinker's roll okay let me pull up my sheet here real quick 17 uh yeah you you that is you're pretty successful in that where you're able to jump on your back and you know zip on down uh pretty pretty quickly you feel though um, that the balance isn't quite right, that mm. there could be some tweaks okay. to the balance, and you feel that the coefficient of friction in three specific areas could probably be addressed in such a way as to increase the speed. You feel like there was some drag there that... Okay. I'm um, noting all of this down. Yeah. Okay. Do I do I see any like is there cracks cuz you know there's I'm sure there's like some little bits of rocks and stuff on the hill or whatever. Do I notice anything that's been done to the shield for like no, cracking? The no, the shield uh as far as the strength goes seems to have held up very well. Perfect. My next thing is I am going to find a tree and I'm going to use the straight edge and I'm going to try and chop right into it. <laughs> strength check. All right, yeah, do, <laughs> do a strength check. <laughs> I'm testing how much. Oh, she's so weak. I'm trying to test. Oh, okay, that's not so bad. Uh, what was my strength? Where's my strength? I can't find it. I was once really tempted to do like a swole as fuck gnome, like eighteen strength. Fifteen. Um, you're able to swing the thing in, and the 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 um. Now you have to kind of grab it, almost like a trash can lid. And yeah, or were you trying, or were you, or were you it. trying to do it? Were, were you, so you were swinging it like not as a shield, but you're. I'm literally going dead on. I'm I'm using that serrated bit since it's kind of curved like this. Right. So I kind of just want to chunk it into the tree because I'm seeing if it if it shatters or it. You know, oh, okay. If it so fractures. so you're not I'm keeping doing it on a your arm. Durability test on it. All right. Okay. I see no, what you're doing. I, I've got like the bottom of it, and I'm going. <laughs> okay. So this is the uh, tree chop right test. Inside. We've done it. We've done the hill slide test. Now we're going to do yes. the, the tree. We're, now we're testing and we're going to test for the edge and sharpness. Um, no, it, uh -huh. it, it, it bites into the tree. Okay. 
but there's no fractures? Uh, no, you, you look in there, you're not seeing any kind of fractures, um, um, occlusions, nothing, no cold shuts, nothing. Okay. I've been watching a lot of Forge with Fire last, lately. The last <laughs> test that she had, she's going to kind of hold it in front of her. Uh-huh. She looks out at the river and runs straight for it and tries to jump on top of it. And slide oh, across. I want to see if it looks. You're going to skimboard on this exists. thing? <laughs> Alright, that is going to be a dex check. Acrobatics, yeah. Get, now I suddenly want to see her on top of the shield and Thunuk skipping her like a stone. <laughs> Give me, I this would be a dex check. A dex check? Okay. Yeah, because I've done skimboarding before and that's, yeah, it's... Okay, a 12. Um, So you're able to, like... Put the board so you're running at the river, right? And so you yeah, run I'm like and going straight at it, and you throw the shield down into the water and you jump on it, right? And you yeah. have a couple of feet where, like, for the first foot, you're skimming and it's great, and then in the second foot, it starts like doing like this wobble thing, and then and by the third foot, you are now underwater. Okay, you, you're so it you're. Float. Uh, no, it, no, 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 no. It, it goes. You fall off of the thing because you just completely okay, lose your balance and you go head All over right. tea kettle into the water. And the water is a very okay. bracing cold. I'm fine with because this. it's still the it's winter melts. It's still being filled by the winter melts. Can, can Dren swim? You probably weren't that deep that because th this she already made about three feet out before the She's thing went. No. Yeah. I'm much away from her. Two. How deep Can am I in? Because I am three swim. foot two. You're, you're probably you're you're probably up to your chin at this Hold point. Hold on, I'm gonna flip a coin. Or we'll do we'll do evens odds. Evens okay. I can swim. Odds I can't. Fuck, I can't. <laughs> well, okay. you're only in about three feet of water, so you're like. Yeah, but that's literally up to here. Yeah. <laughs> it's here, so I'm like bounce, bounce, bounce back, yeah. bounce back. <laughs> uh. Dude, dude, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of jump back towards the shore so I don't drown. Yeah. Uh, you know that's not how drowning works, right? Well, you if it's three feet, you, I can touch be, the ground. You'll be like, you'll be panicking uh -huh. a bit, wouldn't you? Well, I get the impression this isn't foot, the first so the time. Letters... This is probably not the first time. <laughs> I get the impression this is not the first time that Drenmai has jumped into the river. I, I, I didn't take that part into account. Like, this... <laughs> This is the river test, obviously. <laughs> Everything. This is the river test. I Everything gotta, is the river test. I mean, I'm over 300 years old. I've done so much stuff. so, in fact, that there is a gate further down the river in case she comes off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now writing it down in my notes that I can't swim. Uh, so once I kind of hop back-ish a bit, mm -hmm. do I look out and do I see my shield floating out there at all? Yeah, the shield. The shield didn't go very far. It kind of like shot up and like landed again so it's still as long as the curved side is down okay. it's floating yeah okay so, it but it's so river, i'm gonna have so it's going downstream that's okay i i'm having i sent this is why i have rosie <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna have rosie kind of go attached to it and bring it back my way okay and then once he brings it back uh th those are my current three tests that i have for it and then i'm gonna go address those okay so we have i just want to make sure i'm gonna write this down so we have the <laughs> 
Well, see, so what was the first one? The first the one was the, the hill. The hill slide. I wanted, I wanted the hill to see if it if it was balanced and if it can right. take like a beating, have, pretty much. Then we've got and then the, the strength test. The, the, the well, it's the tree chop test, right? The tree. That's the tree chop. Chop the durability test. Yeah, and then we and have then if the, I can boogie board on water. And then we that have. That sounds like the, just sort of like, I wonder, not like an official test, more like just, I have a whim. I will now answer. Uh -huh. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Yes, it passed. It passed your tests. Okay. So, so I'm gonna walk back to my shop. Um, cold, wet, but pleased. <laughs> so probably, probably a big smile on my face, and just I, I'm gonna kind of wander back into my shop to try and address those other issues. What time in the morning are we? At the well, you woke me up. So what time do you get up? <laughs> I'm well, guessing no, I, this I wouldn't say you were waking up by us as you woke up too. Okay, so it'd probably be like more like seven, eight o'clock for me then. Yeah. Alright, so as you're coming back, I will run over and dive in the river. Because <laughs> okay. I've gotten sweaty from doing all the, the chopping of the the chopping of the wood and then I'll just I'll, I'll wash myself off and dry myself off and get dressed, I guess. So, Hugon, you were heading over to the keep? Yes. Okay. I want to have a conversation. All right. So, you arrive, and um, uh, the, 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 the watch, the, more, the folks that are on the morning shift are arriving. Um, there's probably about uh, uh, 20 of them. Mm -hmm. um, How are they armed? Uh, it looks like they're armed. I mean, they've got, they've all got, um, short swords, um, of, you know, varying quality. It seems like it's bring your own kind of, thing. yeah, kind of a bring your own, but more like, you know, whatever they were able to buy military surplus, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so they're serviceable, serviceable weapons. You've seen them in better shape. Some mm -hmm. are keeping their swords better. Some that have like little rust marks on them, which you find completely Unacceptable. unacceptable. Yeah, unacceptable. 100% not okay. Um, you're able to kind of pick out who might have had some more time serving. You know, there's a mm -hmm. few that you can see that, you know, they're, from what you're seeing with the swords, um, they're kind of like in these open, almost like open scabbards, where it's almost mm -hmm. just basically like a hook that they're hanging on. It's not like a full right. leather scabbard. Um, that seems to be the, the common one. You can see, like, they do have some um, weapons lined up in racks, like some larger pikes, but they don't look like they've seen very much use. Um, not a lot of need for pikesmen or, you know, crowd control using those particular tactics. Right. Um, and they're basically going through the, it's the, that's the, um, it's the, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? The morning roll call, basically, mm -hmm. you know, making sure everyone's shown up to work and everything. And, so, uh, any of them, everyone's sober? Uh, as far as you can tell, um, you know, from this, you know, as you're walking in, there's no one that's falling down drunk. Um, Captain Case is, um, looking like he might've only gotten a couple hours of sleep, but he, um, no, not from drinking though. Just, I think he was up late. This isn't like a hungover tired look to his face, more like up all night doing his thing, mm -hmm. getting a few hours of sleep and coming back and now doing, you know, seeing the, uh, the morning, mm -hmm. uh, the morning, seeing, overseeing the morning roll call. So he uh, he wraps up, you know, he's giving, basically giving out the assignments for the day, and um, 
and dismisses them and the and the and the watch then goes to you know they go off to their various assignments mm-hmm. okay um when he finishes i would like to uh either have him sort of come over and mm-hmm. have a uh a tete-a-tete in the like to one side or mm-hmm. yeah. go to him and this is uh master valander huh how fair are you this morning Surprisingly good, all things considered. Not often I have to go uh, fight monsters in their house, but uh, work worked out well. As well, I've got as, a good team. As well as can be expected. Yes, yes, that that can make all the difference. How can I help you this morning? Well, um, I don't know the procedure around here. When does the council normally take audience? Um. I believe that, you know, as they all have their regular jobs, uh, we weren't able to meet first thing in the morning. So the agreement uh, was made. We were actually going to send runners to you and your team to inform them that um, that, the, that we were going to uh, meet at noon today. Oh, fantastic. Well, I'm going to be early. <laughs> and he says, um, you seem to be a man uh, learned in the use of your weapon. Very much so. My life has depended on it. So, um, as did yours last <laughs> night. Yeah. And he <laughs> and he says, um, uh, your your accent, um, Cormier. Yes. So you were, you fought in the war. Which. I guess that would be you know, the question. Been, you know, it's been a bad life when you can actually ask which war. Yeah. And he says, uh, there was uh, there was a company that I served with um, for a brief time um, during a uh, orc incursion um, that I, and I served alongside some Cormiri uh, uh, during the course of that. Um very honorable men that I served with. Sometimes. Some of them are assholes. People tend to run the full spectrum, I found. Yes, very much so. So, but I would wonder, um, obviously last night we were caught completely unawares, and I know that we're going to talk more specifically about last night and about those specific threats uh, this afternoon with with the council with 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 your team with the enclave with the with all the others who are visiting because it seems like everyone might have something to bring to this conversation but you seem to be the one that would be able to look at what we're currently doing just from a day-to-day basis not necessarily talking about crisis response Mm-hmm. But just from the day to day, and um, maybe giving us—I don't know if you would have feedback for us as to what we could be improving, doing better. So that way, even just—you know—I, for the most part, the people that are here that are in the guard are. Some of them have some experience. Some of them are just farmhands that wanted something different. Some of them are—you know—we've got people that used to be. Anywhere from craftsmen to peasants to cut purses from the cities that 
wanted to try something new, so they came here and were able to, you know, for were able to earn some kind of spot into the into the watch. Yeah, it's a militia. Yes, and I but I fear that even on the day to day, there's things that we could be doing better, and I would wonder if that could be something we could talk about. It's, well, it's at this point that in the back of his head, Hugon hears Corbin's voice going, consultation fee. <laughs> Billable hours. Well, I'm going to be up front with you, Captain. Um, there are some changes that I'm going to suggest. There's going to be some methods that I recommend. And I am going to ask um, the council for permission to set up a volunteer training yard that I will run in my free time. That would be, this will be a non company enterprise. That would be very, very helpful. However, my intent may not be what happens. The rules of the company may dictate that we charge for this service. I'll have to bring it up with my documenter, and he will have to discuss it with home office. But well, I want this to be accessible. I want this to be something that the town can benefit from, because I need you to understand that what happened last night was irregular and unusual. But there are things going on in the Chandlewood that are going to come here. There. The, there's trouble brewing and I can feel it mm-hmm. too much is going on that we don't understand some sort of dark power arrayed against us or some form of organized campaign on behalf of other lords uh, using shadow armies to not literal shadow armies the proxy armies I have to forget uh, Sometimes there are literal shadow armies. It's quite unpleasant. When you say that, he like pales a little bit. Yeah. Um, particularly the gnolls. Um, if they get bold enough or stupid enough, they'll, they'll hit this place. And from what I've studied on the way over, these are not your standard barking mad dogs. They have tactics. They have leaders. And he says, well, as as far as payment goes, um, that's above my pay grade. Certainly. And I'm just warning you that that's going to be the discussion. But I want you to understand that we're allied in this and I'm not trying to take your job. No. And I want us to be on the same page. No, I completely understand that. And I I think you and I are are after the same goals on this. So um, I think. At this point, we should probably wait until we meet with the council, with the town council, and find out what our options are before we go into any more detail. But once, and I will be advocating for this to happen. Um, so perhaps between your team and some help from, you know, from maybe some words from me would help move this along in, in the direction that I think everyone wants it to. Mm. Um, but then hopefully we'll be able to get this passed, and then you and I can have a discussion about this absolutely my Um, goal is to make this happen quickly um the sooner the better yeah the sooner the better because it's not going to get better yeah if anything it's going to be worse and with that he kind of shudders 
and then says, um, well, you have to forgive me. I have to, there's duties that I need to attend to. Um, and the usual, the bureaucracy demands attention. Absolutely. I try to stay out of it. I wish I could. Yeah. And he, uh, he, you know, um, bid you adieu and heads, uh, into the, um, the, the keep where all the municipal offices are. Mm Mm-hmm. So are you just going to hang out the keep or are you heading back? I'm going to hang out in the training yard. Okay. And just practice Critique some technique. Okay, yes. so you're you're sitting there and you're you're working on like your different I'm going to practice with the halberd and then mm-hmm. I'm going to find I'm just going to go start picking up random weapons and practicing with those and I'm going to keep doing that until I run out of weapons. Okay. And I'm going to start with the halberd again and then I'm doing it all over again. So you do your routine. You're going through all the different like parries and thrusts and slashes and movements and and um, you see that there's people like from the parapets. Like some of the watches actually take you know, stopping and watching you, uh, seeing, watching what you're doing. No, nope, not acceptable. I shout at them to do their fucking jobs. <laughs> Just say, get back to work. Get back to work. You're on watch. Yeah, you're and, on duty. Um, you see some of the faces from the municipal offices are out there watching, um, as you're doing this. And so you move around, you get, you know, you, you hit, you do the, you use your halberd, which when you go to use the other halberds, they're not quite as well balanced. They're trash. Um, they're serviceable. I mean, they're serviceable, but you're so used to this one that you've spent time on that, you know, that you've actually probably had customized over the years with added counterweight to make sure that you could get the movement that you want out of it. Uh, weight taken out of the blade where it needs to be taken out. So you Mm -hmm. could get faster slashes with it. And then you move on to maybe like some quarter staffs and you're doing some work with that. And then swords and short swords. And you start to come back to the halberd. And as you do that, um uh you look over by the uh the weapons racks and Tadell Swift is standing there. Um and she's actually as best as she can holding one of the halberds. She's got the end like in the ground, um mm-hmm. the, the 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 not the bladed end, but she's got the and she's holding this up and balancing it as best as she can. And she's got a look of utter steely determination okay and in, in her Hugon, in her eye Hugo will walk over there and like because he t- i'm imagining he towers above this small child yeah yeah she's probably about half your height child i was being like isn't the swift woman on top of no no, no this is the this no, is the no, daughter. I, I'm, yeah. I'm doing okay. the math now <laughs> uh he'll he'll tap the the top of the blade and try to send it yeah and it like teeters and she cup. quick and she quick like tries to grab it and, it and she just looks at you and she like Again, she's looking up at you with this utter, just utter determination in her eyes. And she just looks at you and she says, Master Hugon, I'm ready. And that is where we will end our game this week. Oh, I love that you're Master Hugon now, though. (laughs) That's so cute. I'm waiting for the, you're not ready, because you've got to do a lot before you <laughs> <Yeah. play. laughs> So, um, so thank you everyone very, everyone very much for tuning in to the game this week. Um, to all of our new, uh, new followers, to the folks who shared bits with us, thank you, thank you very much. We will be back with... And an- for those that listen on the podcast. Yes, yes for the folks who listen yes. on the podcast. Uh, we have just added like two more um, distribution sources for the podcast. I just got the email the other day. Um, so we're all, you can get us through Google Podcasts now. 
Oh, wow. Um, so that's wow. kind of a cool thing. Um, and as always, you can catch us on the VOD on Twitch. You can also catch us on... Um, you can catch on us YouTubes. on the YouTubes where we have all, all, the old your, your all on the YouTubes where we have all of our videos on there um, from the uh, Team X games to we have the pilot for the Snow Coast uh, Chronicles. We have late Which to the I game get around to releasing more information on. <laughs> I'm sure that we. It's I, I didn't July. Know that we, it's. <laughs> Is it July? Oh shit! It is July. It is, it July. is July today. So, oh, but uh, to everyone who tuned in, thank you, thank you very much for giving us giving a, uh, uh, giving your time to us, and we will be Bob back with an. Oh, Bob okay, has... Bob's right back. Okay. I do just want to say thank you. <laughs> Tired is a lifestyle for the five bits. Who says? Yes. You, you take the high road now. No, take the low road now. I feel the fall year. <laughs> <laughs> So, and we'll be back uh, next Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern with an all-new episode of Team X. Yay! Deep within the core other forests can be heard and hear a spirit song Still from long before